and fan the flame. That's what we're going after, all right? May God get all the glory all year long in 2021. No matter the circumstance, I will look to my King. Well, it's great to be here with you. It's 2021 and all of God's people said, <laughs> come on, man, that's not even close to celebrating. And all of God's people said, amen, man. Listen, 2021, we guarantee it'll be at least as good as 2020, right? <laughs> Who knows what's going on? God's got it in hand. We'll count on him for all of it. I mean, really, when you think about it, I was closing out 2020 with broken ribs, uh, and then it went into COVID, and then extreme exhaustion on the back end of COVID, and then we decided to close out 2020 and enter into 2021 with an ice storm, and then a snowstorm, and then a massive fog this morning, and oh, by the way, Morton is under a boil order, so don't drink the water and don't use it. Right? So that's been the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Let's just say it's time to fan the flame and get a little bit of fire and heat going. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, huge deal, man. We are entering into a year where we have a chance to celebrate. And it is so easy to focus on the little things that are going wrong or even the big things that are going wrong. But we are launching a series here called Fan the Flame. Fan the flame. Now, if you remember, the series that we were going through all fall was called Light the Fire. Light the Fire, now fan the flame. We're actually going to be jumping into 2 Timothy, the book of 2 Timothy, and we're going to be walking through, taking the challenge that Paul had for Timothy and the church at Ephesus to fan the flame, to keep that fire going, to be able to get celebratory about the little things that God is doing in our lives. May God get all the glory all year long in 2021. No matter the circumstance, I will look to my King. May we fan the flame. Everybody just say fan the flame. And fan the flame. That's what we're going after, all right? So do me a favor, turn with me if you will to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And we're going to jump in starting at verse 1. We're going to walk through the book of 2 Timothy and our goal here is to get fired up about who Christ is and how we can go after him. You know, there's several different sections to 2 Timothy. And if you take a look real carefully at those, the first part really starts out talking all about trials and struggles. And uh, God knew exactly what we were going to be going through as we got set coming through the end of 2020 and into 2021. So here we go, 2 Timothy chapter 1. First point, be thankful. Be thankful for all those God has blessed you with. Be thankful for all those people that God has blessed you with. And, uh, he starts out, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. Paul, an apostle. Paul's like, he doesn't start out Paul the apostle, right? There's not just one, Paul an apostle. There's 12 other apostles and then Paul being declared as an apostle as well. So 13 functioning apostles. These are ones who are sent by God. That's what the word apostle means, sent one. They're there to be able to establish the church. They're there to be able to build up this worship and this fire for Jesus Christ. Paul, an apostle, a sent one, a named one, a called one, 
of Christ Jesus. Now notice he says Christ Jesus, not Jesus Christ. He actually starts out with his title, Christ, the Messiah, the Holy One. This is the one who is spoken of in the Old Testament and the one that has been longed for and hoped for in Israel. He's like, I'm calling out your name, Messiah. And I, I'm calling that first and foremost, Christ, and then his name, Jesus, Yeshua. And you know, names always meant something in the Hebrew. They took a lot of time to make sure that they grabbed a name that meant something specific. And Jesus taking on the name of Savior, Messiah, Savior. That's really what he's calling him here. Title and role as he calls him out. Christ Jesus, by the will of God. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. In other words, the sovereign hand of God, God having a plan, has placed Paul into a spot where he has sweet privilege to be able to work with the church at Ephesus and the church all over throughout the Middle East at that time. It says, by the will of God, God having this will, this charge, this power to be able to send out, and he's going after it with all he has. He says, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. Paul, you got to remember, at the time that he wrote this, this is probably around 67, 68 AD, somewhere in there. It's toward the end of the 60s. Paul is in prison. He's in Rome. He's in prison. He's chained up at times in pretty nasty places where the water is dripping down. It's dank. It's horrible, right? And sometimes he was a little nicer place, but the bottom line is jailed in prison. Paul is writing from prison and he says, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. You got to understand, Paul is actually realizing that his days are short. He probably doesn't have much time left on this earth. He knows he's going to be passing away. In fact, within the next year or two, uh, as tradition would have it, Paul would be killed probably by a beheading, but there's other different thoughts on that. Paul definitely losing his life within the next year or two. And he's like, I'm telling you this. I am writing according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. He's not talking about life here on earth. He's talking about eternal life. He's like, I'm writing to you and I'm fired up that this broken world is not all there is. I'm telling you this, there is eternity and Christ Jesus has it in hand and I am ready to live for him and I am ready to praise his name. May God get all the glory. He says, according to the promise of the eternal life that is in Christ Jesus. The word that he uses for life there is eternal life. Everybody say eternal. Don't miss it, man. We don't come to church to celebrate club. We love family and we love one another and we care for each other. But we don't come to church to celebrate the broken world around us or the club that we may have here. We are celebrating the God of the universe and the eternal life that he provides. Ready? And all of God's people said, man, man, that's a huge promise, a huge hope as we get launched into this new year and all that it brings with. May we have a New Year's resolution that is all about celebration. It's like according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, again, 
title, and then name. Christ Jesus. Man, may we come to Jesus Christ with the respect due him. May we grasp that he is the God of the universe. And as we call him Christ, it means something so massive. It's not just some Bible word, man. You are celebrating that God Almighty has a hope and a plan in eternity for you. Christ Jesus. He says, to Timothy, my beloved child. To Timothy, my beloved child. Now, this is in the spiritual sense. He's working with Timothy. He's been able to mentor Timothy. He's been planting churches and having Timothy get trained up on being a pastor. And he's sent him out. He's like, you're like family to me. My beloved child. Timothy, I love you. I've trained you. I've encouraged you. So here's a little thought to you. Grace, mercy, peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Grace. He's like, may God give you what you don't deserve. That's what grace is, right? Giving what we don't deserve. And mercy. May God withhold what you do deserve, right? All of us, because of our sin, deserving so much worse than what we get. Praise God for what he withholds. That's mercy. So grace, pouring on what we don't deserve. Mercy, withholding what we do deserve. And then peace, bringing a calm despite the circumstances. Bringing a calm despite, that's what peace is. Despite the circumstances. Everybody say despite means it doesn't matter what's going on around me. My God brings a peace in my soul. I'm looking for a peace, not because the world is so calm, but I'm looking for a peace because of the presence of my God. Calm and a peace despite the circumstances. He's like, Timothy, I long for you to have grace and mercy and peace. He says, from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord, the gift giver here, God the Father and God the Son. God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord, the author, the perfecter, the provider, the giver. He's like, may we look to our God and may we long for him to pour into our lives. Timothy, I long for him to rock your world. Now he begins to give a little bit of challenge. He says, I thank God. And just so you know, uh, literally in the, literal, in the original language here, the word thank is not the verb. He's not saying, I thank God. He's saying, I have thankfulness. The verb in the original is have. I have thankfulness. I'm possessing it. I'm holding it. I'm nurturing it. When he says, I give thanks, we hear those words and we run past it too fast. I'm just telling you, do you have thankfulness? Are you holding on and looking around for the things that you can celebrate, for the people that you can celebrate in your life, for your God at work in your world? He's like, I thank God. And how are you doing at practicing having thankfulness? Being able to celebrate what God is bringing to you, being able to celebrate the people that God is bringing to you. He says, whom I serve as did my ancestors, whom I serve. This word here is the same word in Romans 12, 1. It's that spiritual act of worship. This isn't serving like just doing good works. 
This is serving like you understand that you're putting God first and you're worshiping him with your mind, with your heart, with your hands, you're going after it. This service is worship. It's like, I'm telling you, may we worship our God with all we've got. Thankfulness at the center. He says, whom I serve as did my ancestors. He's thinking here of Abraham and Isaac, of Jacob, of the 12 that were the original leaders of Israel and all of those in Israel who were fired up about God Almighty and the Messiah to come, whom I serve as did my ancestors. He says, with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. With a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. He's like, I don't just say it, I do it. With a clear conscience, he's on his knees. That's what's bringing the clear conscience. Us on our knees, man, as we start 2021, are you ready to say, Lord God, I am ready to start this world and this year with thankfulness on my knees. I'm ready for you to do whatever you're going to do. And I will be thankful and on my knees. And that's fanning the flame. May God get all the glory. He's like with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers day and night. He's like thankfulness, man. It's not in word only. It says, I spend my time with my God. I remember the people you're using in my life and the people I'm seeing God use in this world and I'm praising his name. And all too often we get thankful only when everything is going good. Is it just me? You're all just sitting there flat, (laughs) right? Like I'm just telling you, if it's all going good, man, then I'm thankful. And then one thing goes wrong and you're like, but not now. Now I'm not thankful. What's with that? What's with this? All of a sudden we become the expert on what things are wrong. We're not thankful. We're not having thankfulness. We're whining. Lord God, why why that? Why now? What's your plan with? Will you please change it so that? May we come through and into 2021 saying, Lord God, I'm ready to practice having thankfulness. I'm ready to put myself on my knees and I'm ready to remember the little things or maybe even the big things that you're doing in my life. May I celebrate you and all that you are. Thankful, prayerful, a ministry team. May we be thankful for this church and all that God has provided. May we be thankful for our key leaders, our volunteers who are making this place run. May we be thankful for our elders. And may we be thankful for our pastors, all that's going on in this church that God is rocking. May we remember, even in the midst of storms, that God has a plan. Everybody just say, God has a plan. And it gets so easy to say those words, but I'm telling you, we got to keep saying it. God has a plan. Well, what is the plan, Tim? Right, here's the second thing you're allowed to say. Tim doesn't know what the plan is. I don't know. Like, we don't know. But God is doing different things at different times, and we look to him, and we trust in him. May we go on our knees, and may we celebrate all that we have.
He says, as I remember your tears, I long to see you. As I remember your tears, I long to see you. In the original, he's saying, remembering, I-N-G form, remembering your tears, longing to see you. Like, that's the state I'm in. I'm remembering your hurt. I'm remembering some of your heartaches. I'm remembering some of your struggles. I'm remembering your 2020. And I'm longing to see you. And I'm longing to get together. Man, I'm telling you, this was my December. I am ready for 2020 to be done and I am ready to get back to church and I am longing to be with people. COVID for me, because my wife actually having surgery coming up this week on an Achilles, so John is going to be having surgery, so we had to make sure she didn't get COVID. So that month that while I had it, I had to go into my daughter's room that she's now not in, right? My kids have left the house, so we have these guest bedrooms back. They're still named by the names of the kids. And uh, for those of you who have kids who have left the house, you know what I'm talking about. So I was in Megan's room, and that's the only place I could be. I wasn't allowed to come out. I wasn't allowed to come out without a mask on. This was as per IDPH stuff in order to be able to keep Jana from having to go into an extensive lockdown. This allowed her to be locked down the same amount of time as me. So that meant she had to drop stuff off at the door. I'm in the bedroom by myself. I'm calling people on the phone like, do you want to talk? Like, I'm telling you, longing to see. This is Paul locked in prison. Longing to see you. Cannot wait to be able to celebrate. Man, may we celebrate that we have relationships, that we have families, that we have friends, that we have a church on fire. And all of God's people said, Huge deal. Don't miss it, man. He says, as I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. That I may be filled with joy. And, uh, you know, when I was looking into 2021 and looking to come up with a New Year's resolution, I'm not like a huge fan of New Year's resolution, but I'm good with it. Like, it's always good to turn over a new leaf to start something fresh and, and, uh, So my New Year's resolution for 2021 became this phrase, filled with joy. It's too easy to be the other. Filled with joy. How do we do that? So just coming right out of the passage, here's four things we can go after. Ready? Number one, to be filled with joy, be thankful. I'm telling you, there's no way to be filled with joy if we don't enter into it with thankfulness. Somewhere looking for something that's going good somehow. Thankful. Number two, prayerful. On our knees. Being able to lift up our situation and our world to our God and trust in Him. God has a plan. Prayerful. Man, real joy is going to come as you thank your King, as you worship your King, as you pray to your King. Thankful, prayerful, and then hopeful. Hopeful. It's easy to start losing hope when a lot of things start going wrong. Joy is a big hope piece. This is Paul saying, I long to see you. I'm hoping to be able to see you again. Hope in some positive elements. Thankful, prayerful, hopeful. And the last one I'll throw in just to tie it all together as he says, with my conscience being absolutely clear is obedient. 
obedient. I'm telling you, joy comes. John chapter 15, as we celebrate our God, as we lift him up, it says that this will complete our joy as we are obedient to him. And as you get after 2021, this isn't a bad four-part list that we go after being thankful and prayerful and hopeful and obedient. May God get all the glory. Ready? And all of God's people said, huge start to 2021. May we go after being filled with joy. You know, I was trying to think of an illustrate for this throughout the week and, uh, and things were getting a little rough during the beginning of the week and the middle of the week. And then as we turned to the new year, I was like, all right, it's 2021. Here we go. And then we had the massive ice storm. And I'm watching some of the trees bend and I'm thinking about some of the problems and struggles that are going on. And I'm like, you know what I need to do? I need to start to practice what I'm going to be preaching on Sunday so that I've at least got three days of head start on being able to say, seriously, this is where I'm at. Since January 1st, this is where I'm at. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to be going out and I'm going to be looking for the little things to be able to celebrate. And so in the middle of the ice storm, I started to look for something that I could celebrate about it, something that was gorgeous in it. And I'd been learning a little bit about photography from Megan, one of my daughters there. And, and so I'm like, I'm gonna go out and just snap a photo with my iPhone 11. I got a, a phone that's got a nice camera on it, right? So I went out, here's actually the photo, let's throw it up. And uh, I went out and was able to zoom in on this and this is one of the branches with some ice on it. And just being able to take a little bit of a moment where you zoom in. By the way, secret to thankfulness. Not stepping back and looking at everything and going, is it all perfect? But being able to zoom in on something and go, now that's not bad. Thankful. Look at this right here. Being able to zoom in and take a hard look and come up with something that you might be thankful about. I had a blast being able to take a moment to be able to learn how to use the camera a little better and zoom in and get a photo and be able to sit down and enjoy just a moment and saying, Lord God, thank you for the beauty of the light that's shining off of the ice that is something we don't normally get to see. I'm just focusing on you right now. You're glorious. Man, are you ready? to zoom in. Are you ready to get a thankfulness that's looking at the little details and finding something? May God get all the glory. 2021, are you ready to be filled with joy? May God truly get all the celebration. Point number two, fan into flame the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Fan into flame the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit in you. So here's some things that Paul began to be thankful for. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith. He's talking about Timothy and the church at Ephesus. He's like, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. Ephesus, a church on fire and sincere here. It actually is the word unhypocritical. That's the word in the original language, sincere. Unhypocritical. He went to the not not hypocritical, not, you know, saying it but not meaning it. Like, I'm actually meaning what I'm saying, and Timothy, I know your faith is meaning what you're saying. You say what you mean, and you live what you say. That's a sincere faith. 
He says, a faith that dwells first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. A faith that dwells first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Uh, Grandparents, hear me on this. And you matter. Grandparents, you make a huge impact in your home. And your faith can make a massive difference. Grandmothers, you and your heart for your kids and your grandkids can rock their worlds. Don't miss it, grandmas. This is a huge call out to be able to have a serious faith that is able to model for them where to go. He's like, your grandmother Lois had an unbelievable faith and it rocked that family and that home and, and your mother Eunice And if you are a mom, if you're doing the stay-at-home thing, if you're caring for your kids, know this. Ladies, you have the ability to change lives and rock souls. Your role and responsibility are absolutely essential. Man, your faith in Jesus Christ as a grandmother or a mother can so change your home. Stay true to your God. Love your king with all you've got and value your role. Ladies, you matter. Notice here, the two people mentioned grandmother and mother. And Timothy became a pastor on fire for Jesus Christ, leading the church at Ephesus. Books written to him, churches learning about him thousands of years later. You can impact a soul for Jesus Christ. Ready? And all of God's people said, huge deal. So here's the deal, ready? If you're a grandmother, think of at least one pick of your grandkids or maybe one of your grandkids, grandson or granddaughter. Think of a picture. Get it in your mind, grandmothers. Really work on it. Okay. And if you're a mother, think of your children or maybe one of your children that you want to be praying for, that you're joyous for, that you're thankful about. Think of your children. Get a picture in your mind, moms. Get that pick in your mind, right? Maybe you don't have grandchildren or children, but you've got family, you've got friends. Think of someone, get a picture in your mind now, someone where you could be living a faith for Jesus Christ that would rock your world and rock their world. Think of someone, get a picture in your mind. Okay, got it? I'm gonna share with you my picture. Here we go. That is Everett Timothy. He's almost three months old now. And uh, man, this kid is awesome. (laughs) I haven't had a lot of chance to be able to see him because of COVID, but being able to get over every once in a while and just love how Mac and Meg are raising him up and being able to make an impact. Love watching Jonna just be so filled up with being able to take care of him. The little smile on his face as he's bringing it together, sitting next to his big brother, Benji, the dog. And... uh, Man, this is just, this is our fam. This is the impact. Three months. Can you believe it? It's been three months already. Time is flying by. And the reality is, we have the chance to make an impact. Make sure you know who and make sure you know how you're going to lean in and make much of Jesus Christ in 2021. And all of God's people said, all right, cool. He says, and now... I am sure 
the same faith dwells in you as well. And now I am sure it dwells in you as well. You know, he says, I am sure. And just so you know, we use that phrase today. And when we say that, we actually mean something a little different. You know, we're like, I'm sure it is. Right? We actually mean, I don't know, but probably, right? That's what we mean by it. That is not what he means by it here. There's actually a word in the original language. It means, I am absolutely persuaded. I am so confident of this. He's not talking about a maybe. He's talking about an absolute. He's like, I'm just telling you, I have seen God working in you, Timothy. I have seen your faith. I have seen you rocked. I have seen your mother rocked. I have seen your grandmother rocked. I know what's going on in that church, and I am certain you have that sincere faith. Paul fired up about the faith that Timothy has. He says, for this reason, because of a multi-generational faith, because of a family on fire, three generations deep, grandmother, mother, and son, and now Timothy's sharing it out with the church at Ephesus. He's like, because of this multi-generational faith, and Timothy, because you're saved for this reason, by the way, can you imagine being this grandmother and like your name goes in the Bible forever? Can you imagine that? I mean, that's quite the privilege, man. This is the best grandma ever, I guess. I don't know, right? Like awesome privilege. And Paul is like, because you're saved, because of the multi-generational faith going on for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. I remind you, fan into flame the gift of God. Now, this is a metaphor, fan into flame. So you got a picture like that, that fire pit in your backyard or maybe some fire that you lit at some time where you were going to roast marshmallows, right? And as you go to the fire pit and you've got some embers there and they're kind of orange-ish, but there's not a flame, right? So you grab like a piece of cardboard or something a little more firm so that as you go like this, it pushes the air and you start to do this, right? And as you do it, you see some of the embers kind of stirring around in the, as the wind is being blown from it. See it stirring around a little, and then you see the underside of the logs actually start glowing brighter, right? As you're going after it like this, and all of a sudden you see a flame go, right? Notice it says fan into fame. Fan the flame. This is to be able to create more flame, more heat, more fire. This is a huge call out. He's like, fan into flame the gift of God. The fire and the heat in your life is the gift of the Holy Spirit at work in you. And as the Holy Spirit is working in you and as the Holy Spirit is working through you, there is a heat given off in this world. You are a gift to this church, to your family. And to the world around you as the Holy Spirit has taken up residence. Man, if you have trusted in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are a gift. And the heat of the Holy Spirit in you, being able to enable and empower you to do things you could not do. By the way, that's what the gift of the Holy Spirit means. It means to do something you could not do on your own. Gift of the Holy Spirit. This is like an extra level of encouragement. Or an unbelievable coming alongside and serving and caring for others. Or being able to teach or to preach. 
being able to share with a mercy heart and hurt with people, right? Coming alongside in this extra level of gifting that God has given. And you become a fire warming up this cold, dark world, lighting up this dark world. And he's like, do this, fan the flame, be focused on what is the Holy Spirit doing in my life? What is God doing and what is he trying to accomplish? And how can I be a light and a heat to this world? That's the call. Are you ready to be able to fan into flame the gift of God? It's like the Spirit brings the heat and you bring the oxygen as you begin to do this. In fact, the level of heat coming off of us, the level of light coming off of us as we walk with our Savior does in part have to do with us fanning the flame, with us being able to take time in focus to be able to say, Lord God, I long for you to work in me. I long for you to change me. I long for you to create in me a thankfulness a prayerfulness, a hopefulness. May this joy just start spilling over. May the gift be used however you see fit. It says the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Everybody say my, right? Paul's like, I was there when we commissioned you, Timothy. I was there when we laid on hands and we prayed over you and the Holy Spirit gave you this extra measure of power and ability. I was there when I saw you move from being able to talk a little bit to being a teacher and a preacher and a shepherd. I saw God start to do something in you. I was there laying on hands when the Holy Spirit began to do a miracle work in you. And I praise God for that. Timothy fanned that into flame. He says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Not of fear. Man, uh, know this. Love, perfect love, casts out fear. Right? God does not give us the spirit of fear. Instead, he gives us the spirit of love. He gives us who he is. Love, a sacrificial caring for others. And so fear here, this is a statement that says, well, what if God doesn't have it? That's the words of fear. Well, what if God doesn't have it? Or maybe just, what if? Those are great words for understanding fear. But what if we're thinking about tomorrow and we're trying to live it like it's today? And God doesn't give us that spirit. That is actually a collapsing down. That's Satan whispering in. That's our heart whispering and trying to take control. The Holy Spirit doesn't give fear. Instead, power, love, and self-control. Power, God working through me. God's gift in you. The Holy Spirit bringing a confidence in you. God doing a work. Power and love. His character on full display through you. And I'm telling you, your joy spilling over will show power and love. And then lastly, self-control. Your Holy Spirit transformed soul wanting more for God and less for you. And the Spirit gives you that ability. If you're like, I lack self-control, well then this is a year for you to begin to say, Lord God, I am ready for your Holy Spirit to do something in my life. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Fan that into flame. May God give you the glory as you give him the glory. All about him. 
and the spirit of fear, down with that. Up with power and love and self-control, right? Questioning everything, fear-mongering along the way, down with that. Up with joy, learning to focus in and be thankful. Finding something little and saying, this is awesome. God, I'm going to celebrate you in this. May we lift him up. Man, as we begin to fan the flame on 2021, are you ready to let your God take over in your life? Are you ready to say, Lord God, fill me with joy. Holy Spirit, work in me. I am yours. This church is yours. May you get all the glory. Ready? And all of God's people said, and I'm just telling you, fanning the flame on 2021 is a little bit of a high call. There's a lot going on. We're going to try to set it aside. We're going to put our eyes on him. May God get all the glory. Let's pray.